From the historic core in downtown Los Angeles, I'm Scott Williams, and you're listening to Paper House, opinions and stories about life in DTLA. In this episode, at a recent loft party in downtown LA, I had an open conversation with Ralph, a 17-year resident of DTLA who felt more at home with the grit that is slowly disappearing. How long have you been living downtown? Uh, I've lived in downtown Los Angeles since 1998. And what brought you to downtown LA? Uh, geography. Uh, at the point I lived in, at uh, the point I moved to downtown LA, I was working in the San Fernando Valley, and I was living with my father at the time, who lived in East Los Angeles, and it was halfway, and it saved me time on my commute. Were your parents concerned when you said, "Yeah, I'm gonna move downtown"? No, they were happy that I was self-sufficient. Why downtown? Why not, say, Silver Lake? Uh, it was a happy accident. I was driving from uh, a city called Diamond Bar to a city called Van Nuys, and on the way through it, I would pass through the 110 North, and there was an apartment complex called the Promenade Towers, and it had a very cheesy sign that said, if you lived here, you would be home. At that point in time, I started making enough money to be self-sufficient, and I agreed with their premise that if I lived there, I would be home. So I was very unfamiliar with the location, where I was very unfamiliar with downtown, and uh, it, was, uh, it was an easy entry. What was the uh, homeless situation like back then? The homeless situation, you know what? I'm actually glad you asked that question. I would say the homeless situation there was, it was more scary than it is now in, in the sense that it was more widespread. And... Um, let, me, let me ask another question. Were you aware of the homeless situation yes. definitely before yes. you made the decision to move to Promenade? Yeah, uh, no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't at all. It was a geographical. It was a geographical thing because I always knew those. I always knew those homeless. But I'm originally from Orange County, California. So when I was working uh, my summer jobs in college, I worked at Disneyland in very Orange County. But coming to Los Angeles is a new thing. And before moving to downtown, I lived in, 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 uh, in Hollywood, in uh, Miracle Mile, for a brief period of time. But I was, I was not, uh, I was not uh, cognizant of the extent of the homeless situation and homelessness situation in Los Angeles is the way I am now. And I'd driven through it. I saw the tent cities. But at that point, I was so new to it it was something that I wouldn't, I didn't even, man, on a human level, I didn't relate. And what it year was, was this? It was the late 90s. It was more of just, I was, I came from a suburban situation to living in Los Angeles and so downtown. What happened when you had your first encounter with a homeless person? I didn't. I had no encounters. Because the thing about living in Promenade Towers is your first entry into Los Angeles. It's in the, what they would call the, uh, what they would call the, uh, what's the name of it? The Bunker Hill area. Mm-hmm. That, or, or what they would call the business district. So when you live in Promenade Towers, you, you, when you walk outside, the streets are empty. There are no homeless people. 
Right. So but when you ventured beyond Bunker Hill, and I you, didn't. I didn't. You for, stayed at Bunker I didn't Hill for you many years. For many years, I wouldn't. I didn't do it. It was. It was me, my entry into Los Angeles strictly a, a geographical thing to be close so to. So when did you meet your first homeless person? How many years had gone by? I'd, actually, I'd met my first homeless person. It's actually an interesting story because I never, I never actually equated him with being homeless. But the reason I, the reason I first ventured to Los Angeles from Orange County was to go to fashion school in, in FIDM. Before I moved to downtown, and it was uh, there was a guy that always hung out in the parking lot where I parked. And I gave him money regularly, small amounts, like an, inco- an inconsequential amount to me, but obviously it was, a, it was a consequential amount to him on what, what his day-to-day was. The thing that I really remember was there was a day that uh, I was in a, a jam, and it was, I parked, and I didn't have money for parking. And the guy that I gave money regularly to me paid for my parking. But I didn't, I didn't associate him with being homeless. But it was just a dude that I gave money to that that helped you out when you needed me out it. When I needed it, and my help to him obviously was more than he gave me. But he came through with me. But I don't know, you know. But what race was he? Black. Coming from Orange County, was that something in the back of your mind? No. No, I've always had black friends in the sense that um, I've always been somewhat a fish out of water in, uh, in the sense that I was always a hip-hop fan, a hip-hop DJ as a white person, and that was, just, that was a very interesting so you, thing that, that I, like a lot of it in my youth, in my 20s, I um, artistically in my, what I did for fun, was associated with black culture, hip hop fan. Um, but it was more to the point that I was just not, I was more to the point that I was not uh, affected by race and homelessness. Affected by race at all. Like, like, not that race means nothing to me because I'm cognizant of it, but I'm, it's to me, race is immaterial because I have great friends of just everything. My wife is Mexican like Mexican in the real Mexican sense like Mexican in the sense that she can't come here legally type Mexican and that's just my thing I played in soccer leagues where I mean it just sounds very superficial but it's no it doesn't I just love everybody you know what I mean I love Mexicans I love everybody cool it's just I just love all the races you know it's like I wish it wasn't just about that not at all and what do you think about downtown LA right now I enjoy it because of it's, I'm glad you asked. I enjoy it in the sense that I'm a real fan of architecture, and I love pretty lights, and I love the beauty of the 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 um, the just the way it looks at night, and the way it looks in the day. It's like I like that even the ugliness of the day. I like it because I like the big buildings and I like everything about it. I think that it's changed pretty dramatically since I first moved here, in the sense that I think that. Los Angeles is in very great danger of just expelling their artists because I think at a certain point what type of artist are you referring to? Any artist. An artist that that just wants to make their mark. A struggling artist in the sense that 
in the sense that if you look at New York as an example, in the sense that not that I'm from New York, but people I've spoken to from New York is that uh, artists from New York have been expelled because of how expensive it is now to live in New York. In the sense that, guys, this is gonna sound so pretentious. I'm hesitant to even discuss it. It's just money, right? So if you have an artist who's struggling, for the most part, they're not making big money or making self-sufficient money. So you, you expel them from an area where it's vibrant and visceral. Right. Because you have to make money to survive in downtown LA now. Right. But when I moved here, it wasn't like that. When I moved here, there's a real gentrification happening where when I moved here, when I first moved here, as an example, like Spring Street. Spring Street in 2001 was a pretty sketchy street, but now it's like super vibrant, right? And it keeps moving east. So even four years ago, Grand Avenue was sketchy, but now there's um, places where you can drop off your pet if you have to go to work. Six or seven years ago, that wasn't the case. And it's keep. And the thing is, it's now it's it's moving east and west. So you have people that are moving into like the Barker Block at that area, like in the east part of East Downtown. And so, the, but in the middle, you have the Skid Row area, where it's the the missions. So what's going to happen? Because it's like where Grand Avenue was, or not Grand Avenue, where at at uh, at Eighth Street and Maple, which was fucking crazy. Right? It's still kind of crazy, but now you have Santee Court. Right. No, I lived in Santee Court. What I'm saying is that it's, it's, but I live at the outskirts of Santee Court. It's condos there that is like half a million dollars, but a block away, you got people living on the street. But now two blocks away, you have a, a, a school being built. The people that are really making the decisions on the really high money level, what is the plan? What do you think the overall plan is for the to homeless make, to, make, to be expelled. To where? I don't know. Ten years ago, if you speak to somebody that's from New York, there was there was crime, there was homelessness, and it's all gone. Where did it go? If you ask them, they don't know where it's gone, but it's gone. So what is it happened here? Right, the Bowery in New York City has been cleaned up, and of course the Bowery, right? You can walk the Bowery now. You got to be John Legend to live in the Bowery. You can go to Whole Foods. You can go to Whole Foods, right? You want to live in the LES. You gotta have big, you have to have super long paper to live in the LES. But you, you live in the LES 10 years ago, you were an artist. But now, you can't live in the LES. So Skid Row, and what I'm getting from you, could be the new LES. It could be. I don't know. So I don't know what it is. But I guess, how, how do you feel about... Okay, I'll, here, here are two big questions. One was the recent I will um, say this. assault on the kid. At uh, Disney Concert Hall a couple of days ago. I didn't see it. I've been I've been in Atlanta working, so I don't know what it is. There's a homeless guy attacked a kid at Disney Concert Hall. A, a homeless guy ago. attacked a kid. An adult attacking the child is fucked up, right? Yeah. What if it's drugs involved? Well, okay. If it's drugs involved, I'm gonna say this. Everything that we do as a human being is by choice. Things are by choice. I've done every drug known to mankind. You name it, I've done it. It's by choice. I've done all my trips by choice. I also become successful by choice. I don't blame other people by choice. So you think someone who's 
That's the difficult question. Because Are they homeless t- by choice? No. No, 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 no. Do you judge them for being homeless? It's, that's the drug part. That's the drug part. To me, the homeless thing, I believe there's a massive drug component of that. So it's a chicken and the egg thing, right? So you have a homeless situation. So is it the insanity that has led to drug use or is it the drug use that's led to insanity? But they can't function. Whatever the case may be, they can't function in normal society. Do you think... So what I'm saying is to make the argument of whether it was the drug abuse that led to insanity or whether it was the insanity led to drug abuse, it's a pointless argument. They can't function anymore. Right. So do you the, think but there no, are the programs human, that can actually help them no. to function in society? No. It's a lost cause. It's a lost cause. So what do you do with them? This is going to sound so fucked up. This is going to sound so fucked up. So if somebody mentally has been so fucked up that they can't function in society, then they, us as human beings who can't function have no other choice but than to take care of them. And then the question is, how do you take care of them? So you have to set up a place where they, you know, so in the, in the old days they had a... They had a uh, Insane asylums. It's, or they called them the funny farm, right? The funny farm. Where people who can't function, you could just go live, right? You could, you could walk around, be fucked up, trip out, whatever, scream at the world, whatever, and then you'd have to go place a sleeper night. But the idea of people in Julian Park, San Julian Park or San Julian, whatever, that have no place to live, like what happened in the Reagan era, that you close the insane asylums and these people out on the street, that's what's fucked up. What's fucked up is, is you have a situation where the top 1% of people, right, that have 90% of the money, 1%, 90% of the money, but yet there's no money to take care of the, the infirm. So, so, of course there's money to take care of homeless people. So what's the answer? But what do you do with the homeless that say, I like being homeless, I'm going to be homeless, it's my right as an American to be homeless, and you can't take that away from me? It's difficult. It's a great question. How come, is, how come they're not sleeping in, like, in the hills, in Hollywood Hills, in front of, you know what I mean? But they are in there too, also. No, I'm saying up in the hills, like up in the hills. The city has decided where they're gonna sleep. I have a feeling that they're told where to sleep where you're not gonna get fucked with. Because if they're gonna go sleep where this, it's billionaires living, nah, nah, you gotta go. I've been all over the world, I've never seen homeless like there's like here. So you think the city allows this to happen? Mm-mm. I don't blame the city. Who I don't do blame, blame the city at all. You know what's crazy? My wife is Mexican. I'm about to get on a plane to Mexico and hang out in Zacatecas. Nobody has the money in the rancho in Zacatecas that they have here. But there's no homeless. People take care of their people, right? What happens in this country is you got a situation. It's it's a it's a it's capitalism gone crazy. Everybody, it's first of all, I'm not going to get apart from the thing where everything is by choice and you. You have to own your decisions, but at a certain point, people make bad decisions and they get fucked up, whether on drugs or whatever. Do you feel safe downtown? Yeah, totally safe. What about 10 years ago? Yeah. Have you had any run-ins with anyone? No. Do you carry, because do you carry a gun? I don't carry a gun. I don't believe in guns. I hate guns. You've never I'm had meant. an altercation? You never felt threatened? Uh, Well, I would say... I would say that the, I don't know if it's, 
like an obvious thing, but I think that the secret to not interacting downtown with anyone is fucking crazy as to wear headphones. You know what I'm saying? It's fucked up because it's like I feel bad for the for the people that want to interact with me for money. But the way that I fucking tune out from that is I, Do you I put I put on a I put on a persona when I walk out of the house that if you fuck with me you're gonna fuck with me on a really human level, and then it's gonna get real. Do you have the same persona when you're in Santa Monica? No. Or West Hollywood? No. Only in downtown. Yes. And when my wife moves here, I'm moving. I'm not gonna bring my wife here from Mexico. I will not bring my wife to downtown at all. I'll move her to Pasadena, where there's more Zacatecanas. And, and she's got more family there. Mm -hmm. I will not bring my wife to downtown. She's not ready. Because downtown is too real for her. Downtown is Even way too Even with the gentrification, it's still real. Too real. It's too real. Downtown LA is, is it's, it's a weird gentrification level because it's, it's, it can get real downtown in a fucking instant. Do you give money to the homeless when they ask you for it? Nope. Why? Is that a principle, or you just don't want to do it? I give to charities. To contribute to the homeless. The charities that I give to, I've picked out a charity that I give to that deals with, like, refugee-level shit. And, but so you're saying is, that you don't care I, about the homeless? Or you don't do want care. to contribute I, I to do, their I, well-being? I, I, do I do care about the homeless. But why wouldn't you want to contribute to a local charity and not on an international level? It's a great question. Because no it answer. affects your day-to-day -day life. It's a great question. I have no answer to that. I'm probably wrong in that. I'm not doing it. Probably need to be introduced to a to somebody that's making a difference on a real level. Locally. Locally. Probably just have to be introduced to it. Do you have a different compassion about the women that are homeless downtown than you do from the men? No, but now that you say that, I probably. Should. But it's all fucked up on the street. But you're right. The the men the male female dynamic is. Do you think that the homeless here for this? Winter will need help, like government help, city help, community help. You have to wait to see what happens. I think the city so has. Think, to, I think the city has to prepare. So you think the mayor was right in not declaring a state of emergency? Yes. And waiting to see what happens. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think but that's the city right. recently opened up parking lots and government buildings for the homeless, so families that are living in cars can also come to parking lots and park. How are you going to plan for something that hasn't happened yet, right? How are you going to do that? You can well, be we know it's coming. We don't know how bad it's going to be, but we know it's coming. Exactly. You don't know how bad it's going to be. So what are you going to do? Spend a bunch of money about some shit that hasn't happened yet? No. You would be prepared. you got to keep the money aside if some shit happens. Be ready to act. Be ready to act. But what are you going to do? Build a bunch of tents? For some shit that hasn't happened yet, that's ridiculous. If the lesser fortune needs some help, then fucking act. You know what I mean? You can't. I mean, but how do you get the people here's what I'm, off here's, the street? Okay. Change human behavior. So no, here's, but, here's but, what's up. Here's what's more up. No. Today, how do you get them off there? How do you get them moving Who off the, the fuck street? Knows. Because look, I go to Zacatecas, right? I go there multiple times a year. I've never seen one fucking homeless person. Why is it you go to Mexico, that's a quote unquote third world country, but I go to LA and I got people, we got people living on the street, but I go to Mexico, a third world country where apparently people there ain't supposed to not have shit, but ain't nobody living on the street. I think it's a cultural thing. 
that there's less Latino homeless than there are black and white homeless. So are we going to blame the government? Are we going to say the government's at fault? I don't even understand how families even let the people get out there like that. I mean, granted, I got nobody in my family that's homeless, but if, if there was like somebody, in, even in my extended family, a cousin, whatever. You would bring was, them in. I'd bring them in. And that's what Mexicans do. Mexicans don't let their people go out like that. What is it about whites and blacks that let their people go out like that? There's nobody in my sphere that's been homeless. But to me, that's curious. But what is it, what is it about blacks and whites that say, oh, you've just made your choices. Fuck you. Live on the street. The Mexicans say, no, 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 no. You ain't living on the street. You're coming home. Like, when I go to work, it's a fucking nightmare. Right? I make good li- a good living, but fuck, I got people I got to report to. I got... It's a fucking nightmare, right? I got stresses, I got this, I got that. I got, it's just fucking crazy on a day-to-day basis what I go through to be self-sufficient. So you got somebody says, they look at me and say, why do I wanna, why the fuck would I wanna go through what you go through on a day-to-day basis just to be self-sufficient? Why don't I just go fucking chill and, and, and just sit on the street and like, okay, so I'm gonna put up a sign and get 30 bucks, 40 bucks, but I don't have to deal with the fuck you deal with on a day-to-day basis. With all your bosses, I want answers on a fucking daily. It's their right. It's their right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, here's the thing. They've made their choices. It's not up to me to tell them they're right or they're wrong. They just do what they're going to do. But so, what I'm saying is, it, it's people who is really fucking insane. The first thing is, it's a massive fucking drug addiction problem in the homeless situation, which is why they can't function. Is it the insanity that's led to the drug addiction or is it the drug addiction that's led to the insanity? Do you think downtown LA will ever be the city that people are trying to make it be? If enough money comes in, but probably because it's so spread out, as long as it's a mission, as long as there's missions, it's gonna be homeless, that's it, period. Do you think you could ever be homeless? Me? Could you live on the street? Could I, like, could I, if I ran out of money, could I live on the street? Mm-hmm. Of course I could. If, I, if it was between me and, like, not living, like, ending my life. But the way it is now, I moved to Mexico before I ever got to that. Who's to blame for what's going on right now in downtown LA? With the homeless situation? Mm-hmm. Us? Human beings? Human beings. Human beings are to blame. Do you like how LA looks today? Mm, downtown LA? Yeah. Nah. Why? I don't like it. Why? It's less weird. I like the Whole Foods. I like La Cita. I'm just saying that LA is less weird than it was. I think it's just less cool than it was. I'm thinking about leaving. I liked it, I liked it 10 years ago. I, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying I liked it 10 years ago more than it was. More than, here's the thing. I'll say this, like the Ludlow Pete's, the, the Ludlow downtown is different than the Pete's downtown. I think there's a pre-Pete's and a post-Pete's downtown. I think you're right. How would you change what's going on downtown? If you had to stay downtown and you had the power to make a change... To be honest, I like downtown far less than I used to. I'm only living downtown because it's what I'm accustomed to. I'm actually ready to leave downtown. So you've given up all, all hope of downtown? I'm, right, I'm 
completely ready to leave and completely leave it behind. It used to be a lot weirder and cooler. I think it's a lot less weirder and cooler. Um, Pete is not Pete. Pete, I'm sorry. Like it, it seems very superficial to define LA by Pete's, but Pete's was fucking cool. You know, like in 19, like in 2003, 12:30 at night, and you'd had a few drinks, and you needed something to eat, and you go to Pete's. That was it. I've I've been there many times. That was it. That there were no options. That was it. I like downtown LA when Pete's was Pete's was Pete's. Come on, people.